You're listening to the Blender Animation Studio Podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Do you go crazy for fabulous Mexican skeletons? Go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs on the cloud. Go to cloudbloodblender.org. Joining us today is Andy Goralczyk. Hello. Francesco Sidi. Hey. Pablo Fournier. Hello. And I'm Jelte Anderson. Here's yours. Francesco. Hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to another episode, number 62. And uh, let's cut to the chase and say, first of all, welcome to our new Pablo, Pablo Fournier. Our new animator. Welcome. Thank Uh, you. Great to have you. You're here for a couple of weeks already, almost, right? Uh, One and some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, congratulations on your little boy. Thank you. Yes, yes. Brand new father. Yeah, exactly. So many things happening. Yeah, yeah. My little angel. <coughs> technically, we have our first production baby. No, wait. Uh, did, did, did it, does it count? Yeah, because it if, was before. Uh, just before he arrived. Production already started. Yeah. Uh, so, yes. Okay. okay. Yes, yes, yes. We got one. I was wow. technically starting already. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. It was on its way before yeah, yeah. everything. Okay. Fantastic. So, well. That's, uh, you know, before we, we have a very packed uh, schedule of the list of things to go through. But uh, yeah, we, we of course start with you and we want to know a little bit about you, like where you're coming from, what's your background, what you're doing here and, you know, things like that. So what did you do before coming here to work at the studio as an animator? Oh, well, uh, how far shall I go? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm from Spain. Yes. Uh-huh. From Madrid. Yeah. Uh, before, just before coming here, I was uh, working in uh, Illumination McGuff. Mm-hmm. I worked for uh, f- four, five movies. And uh, you come from the industry. I come from the industry. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I wonder what that industry is like. <laughs> oh, it's like everything uh, beautiful with candies and rainbows. <laughs> wow. Yeah, well. Wow, that's interesting. Okay. And so, and then you, you know, you had too many candies and then you decided to... I got diabetes. Okay. <laughs> I decided to uh, have my baby. Okay. And no. I just moved here because, yeah, my wife is from here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we decided new, uh, start a new um, uh, time. Mm-hmm. New, yeah. That's that's awesome, and uh, and so basically, you know, before Illumination, you you studied animation, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, I studied some uh, generalist um, courses, mm-hmm. on, uh, but after that, I discovered that what I liked the most it was animation. So I decided to study by myself, and uh, after I had a kind of okay demo reel, I applied for a TV series studio, mm. and after that. I decided to study a little bit more. So I made some uh, iAnimate uh, courses and yeah. And uh, you never animated with Blender before coming here? Never. So how's that going so far? <laughs> <laughs> well, like before coming here, like we gave you a rig at some point to play around yes. with, like to get a sense of Blender. Mm-hmm. So you survived that. Like that was already yeah, well, like, was very a... encouraging. <laughs> you didn't give up. No, no, no. I decided to come. Yet, yeah. You know, even despite. Even knowing that I, need, I didn't know anything. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's been challenging. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of stuff that is done different, but. At the end, is I mean, for me, the software is just a tool to yeah, uh, animate. So, at the end, I think it's going to is coming. But uh, I'm really happy that I have Halti helping me, mm-hmm. and he's giving me all, <laughs> all the tricks and tips. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's cool. What are you working on right now? Uh, we are uh, doing some animation mm-hmm. test. Well, yeah, 
they're testing me. That the animation is testing me, of course, because uh, yeah, and uh, to try to um, yeah to get everything from Blender. So yeah. Yeah, because you're doing something with the agent, right? Yeah, do we reveal what yeah, that yeah, thing well, is? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, I didn't know if I had to yeah, say yeah, no, I that's like, right. I tried to evade in yeah. the okay. topic. Okay. So just to give a little background. Yeah. So the agent, for people that haven't seen, it's a little short film that we made and all that stuff. It started on a Tuesday. Okay. No, but the thing is, we're going to have a new animator and Ton wanted me to kind of give him something to do that was like a test, basically, but at the same time, he wanted us to make something that he can use and like not just a walk cycle of some random character, but actually something that, you know, we could render and we can, you know, publish or whatever. So I had this idea of maybe, uh, maybe we do like an alternative ending to the agent because like back in the day when, uh, when Colin and I were discussing how the ending should be, there was a bit of a discussion on the tone. Because like, what do you leave? What is the last thing you see? And what kind of a tone does that strike? Does it strike on a dramatic sense or more like flamboyant or like big, grandiose? Is it more humorous or whatever? So this was actually kind of a, another way we wanted to go. We decided not to do it because, you know, we, like, I guess we wanted to go more grandiose and big. So uh, it's kind of a fun, you know, it's like what if kind of a thing. It's more lighthearted. Exactly. Yeah. Way more lighthearted, definitely. Yeah. And I think given that you now, like everybody's seen the agent and they know how that short film ends, it makes it more funny because it's, it's, it's a little bit of a twist on that. So yeah, so uh, I kind of laid the thing out and uh, there was a lot of like smaller shots that I kind of just made in, in, in a hurry before we went to uh, L.A., but the the last big shot that's that's the one Pablo's working on. Yes, should be fun. Yep, I think so. I hope yeah. so. I think that one of the challenging aspects, of course, you know, besides getting used to Blender, is also really understanding how to animate the agent itself, which is yeah. a challenge. Yep. But I think you guys are getting along from what I see from my desk. Yeah, definitely. Don't see punching or yeah, <laughs> oh, a lot of talking. Yeah. <laughs> We have yet to uh, engage him in a nerf battle, so I, I haven't seen him, you know, on, on the, the field. field. <laughs> yeah, exactly, in the trenches. Uh, you also so haven't we'll see. seen me in the trenches. So that's true, Andy, I that's true. To yeah, damn pacifist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw plastic around <laughs> like little kids. Yeah. Come on, it's foam flinging. Foam flinging. Flinging foam. Yeah, right. yeah. But you have this unnatural fear of fast objects close to your eye, am I right? It's just anything that's fast and flying around, I'm Coming just terrified. At you. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I it's probably because in in school and sports I got hit on the nose oh. with like footballs and basketballs. Oh, all, the no. the, all the objects in the all the all the objects you can imagine were just in my face. You didn't so, know you had like yeah. magneto, wow. but for plastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't control your power. No, I'm just hopeless. So maybe one day, my yeah. my hope is still to kind of make a, a Nerf machine gun robot or wow. something like that. That would be oh, awesome. I see you. Do you but, have a, like? Uh, you look like you can be like. Really like assassin or something like this, like a ninja. <laughs> I, I, I don't want like, to test okay. in, the, in the battlefield. There. <laughs> Man, Francesco, it was such a good joke. I had to, I had almost the same joke, but like Magneto, but with balls. <laughs> <laughs> you went for the yeah, better the, joke, the I think. Friendly version, yeah, sorry, yeah, but yeah. Magneto kills people with iron balls. Yeah. <laughs> well, you attract the balls. You don't really fling them around, right? You just—it's more like the balls kind of just hit Magneto your face. Magneto does, yeah. Magneto does, yeah. yeah. That's true. We were also talking about the fact that <laughs> <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, 
you know, you were setting up this uh, this shot for uh, Pablo because afterwards we would be going to LA. Yeah. And that's what actually happened. Mm-hmm. So me and Hjalti went to uh, California for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, the initial excuse was to attend the CDN, mm-hmm. the Cartoon Network Expo. Cartoon Creative Talent Network. Yeah, Creative Talent <laughs> Network. Expo, yeah. not exactly. the Cartoon Network, yeah. And, uh, and what is that? It's a fantastic event mm-hmm. uh, that happens in uh, Burbank where basically people from the animation and the comics industry, mostly the animation industry. Yeah. Animation, illustration, yeah. sculpting a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They, they basically come together into this, uh, into this very crammed venue yeah. and, uh, you know, celebrate the art and uh, be together and, uh, you know, present their work uh, from all, all ranges. So there are, you know, people that work in big animation studios and independent artists mm. and uh, all the mm. spectrum in between. Mm. And, uh, and how, it was- How long is it? Three, three days in days? total, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you people start meeting up just a day before and get their badges and stuff. So, so it's like Blender Conference almost. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But way more people, I like guess. Like 3,000, 4,000 people. Wow. Whoa, wait, is that true? Yeah, I think so. Wow, it didn't feel. It was kind of crammed though. So yeah. I think yeah. it's around that number, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh. I think that's How do it. they manage? Like well, and everything. How it is? Okay, so just to be honest, I mean, it's kind of infamous how uh, not well scheduled this thing is, or organized, or whatever. Like it, it. I mean, I've heard stories about the scheduling and the the organizing, um, because it just seems like they're not really like hiring super professional organizers to do these things. It's more like they're just relying on goodwill and volunteers and stuff. So you have this. Now I feel like I'm bad mouthing it. Like I love, I love it's this like thing. Blender conference. Yeah. Well, no, no. <laughs> Blender conference was way more professional. Yeah, yeah. Like we would have like a little brochure that that you know gave you all the the scheduling times and whatnot, and they were using twenty different fonts, and and you were trying to figure out like when something would happen, but nice. the font for like the time was so small, you had a hard time reading it. And at one point we actually showed up 9 a.m. and the thing was supposed After, to be 9.45. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we went, like there was this uh, this short film called uh, Sonder and yeah. uh, we have some friends that are working on it and we were invited to uh, a party they were holding there because they had a, a booth in this uh, in uh, the exhibit, which is part of CTN. And uh, so they, they were having like a little party of all the, you know, the people that were there. The and, night uh, before. Yeah. yeah, the night before. So we were there and it was really fun. And then at some point we were like, okay, no, we gotta go, we gotta go because, you know, a mix of the jet lag plus being tired plus yeah. everything. And then, you know, we knew that the day after at nine, we were going to attend their presentation actually. So the same people we were there with. And uh, and so, you know, we just go home and then, you know, the day after it was like already the third or the fourth time we were, <laughs> you know, go to bed late and wake up like at eight in the morning to be there at nine in time. So we drag ourselves over there. And then, yeah, we just run in and it's like three minutes past nine. Oh my God, okay, go go to the door, open and it was empty. Yeah, yeah we're like, it, we're like rushing through the staff, like, no, we have to be in there, you know, <laughs> like, don't, don't shut the door. We just kind of knock ourselves in and yeah. there's nobody there at all. Okay, we're but, 45 minutes too early. And so, and so, you know, Hialti is like looking, staring me down because, and, and, and you know, calling. <laughs> we uh, could have gotten extra 45 minutes of sleep. Yeah, but that the, the text was written white on yellow, yeah. size one point. So it was like 
so small. And I, yeah, I just got confused. I just, you know, I maybe I looked at it in the evening. I was very tired. And the day before the event started at nine. So my assumption, because I kind of saw a nine, yeah. was like, okay, it's the same time. Maybe they just make uh, do that to make the program more interesting. Yeah, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You can always justify it by saying, you know, it's, I actually, I talked to somebody that was saying that, that was like, yeah, I've been there many, many times. And it, like the scheduling, the organizing is horrendous. However, it's the beauty of it or whatever, you know, like, like <laughs> yeah. you show up 45 minutes too early and then you use that time to chat with an illustrator that happens to also be there early. It's like, come <laughs> on, you know, like. Yeah, it's all on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that to sum it up, that's what Hjalti was saying. So some, you know, uh, on a logistical level, very interesting because uh, surprising how big of an event you can make by getting so little uh, organization done. But the, the, the people, the quality, the yeah. content, uh, we it's got amazing. to hang out with a lot of very, very cool people and that's why that event is still alive today and it's thriving and it's growing a lot. So it's, it's fantastic. We will definitely be back next next year. Yeah, like and, that was the that was my main thing. Like as soon as I saw this thing and saw the energy there with all the people, the artwork and everything, it's like yeah. I got to go there next year. And it's uh, again in Burbank next year, same location yeah. always. It's always in the same yeah. place. It's okay. the Marriott Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they have like a big ass tent outside that has uh, like all these different booths and the tent apparently gets like kind of bigger and bigger every year. Hmm. And more crammed. Uh, more crammed, yeah, it's very cramped. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't yeah. And how, you, how far away were you staying from the venue? Because LA is like crazy big. Oh yeah, it's, we weren't that far away Like though. 20 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's not fine. that bad. It was, it was doable, yeah, yeah, it was very cool. And yeah. then- uh, I think uh, we, we, we had access to almost everything there. And at the end of it, like when we look kind of back, how many talks did we see? Yeah, just it's a like, handful. Yeah, it's like, like two, two or three, three or yeah. something like that. Because uh, for the most case, we like maybe saw a talk and then afterwards talked to whoever was giving it. And that escalated to a lunch to talk about Blender and what we do and all that stuff. And maybe our little short film. And maybe there we met somebody else and they were very interested about Blender and the potential for this or that. And that escalated to like another lunch with them or... I mean, it, most of this entire thing, we were just in meetings, yeah. Yeah. just meeting after meeting after meeting, very casual meetings, but nonetheless kind of meetings with people. Mm -hmm. And and how like Blender aware was this uh, like industry? It was thing? it was a mixture. There were there were people that you know hadn't tried it at all, but maybe had heard about it. Mm -hmm. Some people had like you know tried it out a little bit or knew somebody that used it, but it was a mixture definitely. It yeah. didn't did not feel like it, you know, like that most of the people we knew like loved sculpting in it or something like that. Uh, I think a lot of people there were using their own proprietary thing. They've gotten, gotten so used to that stuff. Yeah. So I think next year would be great. Like there were a couple of uh, of booths, like there was Cinema 4D, there was Wacom, yeah. there was uh, uh, Sync Sketch, uh, different, you know, tools for creatives. And uh, I think that if we can next year, Blender could totally be there. And I think people would be very interested in seeing how, how that uh, how that works. Definitely. I mean, we, we always have a booth at SIGGRAPH and that's more on the technical side, which is great because then, you know, we show off Blender a little bit on the technical uh, kind of in technical venue, but this is more like trying to reach out to the artists. And that's of course great because you have to be pressing on both those angles, both trying to get it into studios and whatnot, but also make sure that the kind of independent artists, they are also trying it out and using it. That was great from uh, like when we went to Annecy like two years ago now, yeah. so many people were just like creators uh, interested in Blender. It's, it's very yeah. nice. 
Yeah, and then that's the first time we heard about Tangent. Like just this random Canadian studio, they came up to us and they're like, yeah, we made a feature film using this software. We're like, what? <laughs> you know, they've never talked to us before. Yeah, it was time ago, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that actually brought me to think about how did uh, Pablo here see like Blender before actually getting into it? Like, did you, what, what did you hear before? Did you, did you have any, you know, what, what was your opinion? <laughs> I mean, I didn't have any, I mean, I didn't have any opinion because I didn't touch it. So I didn't yeah. know how the software was. Mm -hmm. I knew a lot of people that uh, was using it because I'm from Spain and there we have um, a school that is using uh, is uh, Pepe, Pepe School. Pepe Land. Yeah, yeah. Pepe Land yeah. is, uh, is using Blender. So I have a lot of friends, a lot of friends that they study there. Mm -hmm. so, so you heard of it from them basically, yeah. but that was it. So no. at least you didn't have like a bad vibe. <laughs> like, no, no. You know. No, no, but uh, well, like when you start, it's kind of confusing everything yeah. because I was used to uh, another software uh, when they were using in, in illumination. And uh, yeah, all the muscle memory was mm. for that software. So every time I was trying to, I don't know, like rotate or uh, like in the view or uh, in the viewport, it was... Takes a bit. Yeah, I was not doing what I wanted, so... <laughs> <laughs> what did you use at Illumination? We used was the Maya. Okay. Is, does it have like a, its own name of its no, own little it's skin Maya, or something? Maya 2000, oh, whatever. Yeah. Okay. The only thing they have to, they have it customized with a lot of uh, scripts and stuff like that for uh, mm -hmm. internal use, but... Of yeah. course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So they haven't gone down the path of like Presto and Promo and all that stuff. Yeah, Primo. Primo, Primo, that's one. <laughs> Promo, I don't know. That's the, that's the student <laughs> that's version. The, the knockoff version. <laughs> the Promo. The free, free version. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, that's, yeah, I was just, you know, curious about it. Mm -hmm. So after CTN, what did you do? Exactly, I was actually going to continue with the narration of that, uh, that, that trip. So the only really big and relevant event that happened after that is that we got invited to talk at the San Jose, San Jose State University. Mm -hmm. uh, this was uh, something we've been planning on for uh, a while, uh, especially thanks to Michelle McCair, which was uh, uh, actually an uh, animation mentor mentor of both Hjalti and me. Mm -hmm. And uh, wait, you're an animator? What? <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm not going to comment on that, but uh, we, yeah, we, we've been in touch uh, recently, like actually from our previous trip in the, in the US and uh, we actually managed to, to get this uh, arranged and uh, we visited the San Jose State University, which is in San Jose, which is close mm -hmm. by San Francisco. So one hour flight from LA. Yeah. And uh, basically it was an evening organized by... Uh, the animation department with uh, a theater and uh, around 350, 300 students. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got the chance to present basically the Agent 327, the work that we do in the studio. And uh, next to us, uh, there was another guest uh, uh, called Klaus and his last name is Danish and I don't remember <laughs> it. 
uh, he is one of the co-producers of the Song of the Sea. Yeah. So such a nice guy. Yeah. So he he is yeah one of the studios that made the film together with uh, Cartoon Saloon, and uh, that was very cool because we were basically both uh, uh, European realities of uh, animated filmmaking, and for them it was very exotic and interesting to see, and even for us it was interesting to you know compare what kind of work we are doing because in because they they do two D animation, they also do it quite on a budget, mm. but of course they got an Oscar nomination for the Song of the Sea, so that opened some doors for them, and it was very yeah. interesting to see you know where they went. And uh, and for them and for for Klaus, it was interesting to see what we do with Blender, with 3D, and you know, independent filmmaking. Yeah. So it was a, a memorable evening. No, it was great. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. And he, um, he, I mean, he he was giving this great presentation, and it was also very interesting to us because he was showing another side of the industry that we also hadn't experienced that much. You know, this yeah. is this is what a letter from you know the. Uh, European Film Fund looks like when they, you know, or like the Danish Film Fund when they approve a certain budget and like it was actually had Xerox of of certain pieces of paper that were like, oh, that's, that's very interesting that just to see like, what does it look like? Yeah. Um, and putting stuff in context. Yeah, he was very open about the whole production process. Yeah. And he showed a lot of clips from that, from the movie and also from the breadwinner. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and, and that, 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 Day actually for him it was quite a big day because they launched on where was it on Netflix or somewhere else? Uh, I think so. I don't remember the, right now. The Big Hero uh, animated series. So it's like yeah. a spin-off of Big Hero Six oh. from Disney. So they, you know, after the after the Song of the Sea, they basically contracted this uh, uh, this the job uh, um, for doing this animated series, and they were finally done, and it was going live that day. So I was yeah. like very excited and very cool. And I still didn't have time to check it out, but yeah. I'm very curious to see it. Totally. Uh, shall I say a, uh, a little bit about the Q and A after? It was great. It was so good. It was so fun. So oh, we did Q and A. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. So uh so there was uh, kind of a, a little organization going on, a little cult in there within mm -hmm. the animation department. They have their own little club and it's called uh, the Shrunken Heads. <laughs> and it's so cute. Like we were there as soon as we sat down and we were about to start. Uh everybody all of a sudden started clapping. But then they were clapping in faster sync, and faster. faster and faster and faster, like whoa, and then like one big clap on, uh, like above their head. And we're just like, well, well, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. So they have their own thing going on, like their own little cheerleader clap and, and whatnot. Yeah. Very fun. And they had, they had all the gadgets, they had t-shirts. Yeah. And, uh, they, they, had, they, they gave us these t-shirts, they gave us some some shot glasses yeah. with <laughs> a logo printed on it. They're very serious about it. It's basically yeah. like a fraternity, but yeah. because it's a state university, I think it's just like they have one. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's really big and, and for them it's like it's not just about the fraternity aspect of course but it's also like something that they keep from uh, for afterwards in their professional life is a huge network yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, you can yeah, really see how so they you know the very positive attitude they had and how well they understand that they have to be connected and to have they have to be good to each other because that's you know in the future that's what really helps yeah. and yeah. and it was very good to see that kind of attitude and how you know much they all loved animation and uh, yeah totally so yeah it was it was a real real pleasure to be there yeah. hopefully we get to be there another time and one of the emphasis for Michelle why like she was kind of picking us to to do this thing is not just like on one aspect, it's like, here's the European maybe version. Here's things that you haven't seen maybe because you've gotten so used to seeing Pixar stuff or DreamWorks stuff or something like that, that has its own little, I don't know, mainstream angle or whatever. But you you don't 
get you don't get that much experience seeing all these other things that are going on in the world, like just outside of, of the US. Uh, there was another angle also to it, which is all of you here, you know, which is, there was like 400 people, something like that in total that are in this uh, department, in the animation department. You're all kind of studying animation, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your passion lies in becoming an animator. Maybe it's supervising animator, or maybe it's a producer working with animation. Yeah. Because not like, w once you get this thing, it's a great foundation then to go on from there. Yeah, into, at least you know how that works. Yeah, exactly. So now you have a, a common vocabulary, terminology, all that stuff. You can really talk about these things and not come come into it as kind of an outsider that studied finance. And then you come into the industry and you, you can never really click into place properly. Yeah, um, cool. So it's quite interesting to listen to Klaus who, who, who also had studied animation, but he had like taking another turn and become more of a producer and and Francesco who also studied animation and then you know he his uh, skill sets he started going more into like production management and, mm -hmm. and and whatnot that makes uh, a lot of sense not 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 that you, that you say it i mean because it's like it's so it's so weird if you just have someone who's overseeing your work and he has no idea yeah I've, what like I've what had the specific <laughs> steps are that you need to take yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had that happen. I've been like, I've worked at a studio where I have to work with somebody and they're the nicest person in the world. Doesn't really matter if they're nice or not, but like there's this lack of information going on and you just, you just see this kind of hiccup constantly in the flow because they don't, pro like they want to comment on something or they want to get feedback on something or talk about something, but they never know the right terminology. They never know exactly what they mean. And uh, it just put some strain on the working relationship yeah. instead of having somebody that's already knows the foundation and then from there kind of work their way into a producer. Yeah, or basically, whatever. they are uh, more realistic also about what is happening, you know, like a, as producer, if you have a background like animating, you know how an animation can be or how a shot mm. as difficult it can be. So like you don't give insane deadlines. Yeah, exactly. Never, uh, never mm. going to happen. Yeah. Did it work out well for you when you were in, Illumina in Illumination? Like how many, yeah. how many different managers did you have over the course of the years? Did you stay in the same team? Uh, how did yeah, how well, it's, it's goes a, a little bit different. Every movie you have different uh, teams. Yeah, and uh, like the producer, manager, and everything they change. I think it's okay because uh, you cannot. I mean, if you are so long in one movie, you can burn out. So uh, it's good, like the people is like switching and uh, you have like different people in this, yeah. Man cool. Managing everything, so yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And also like the teams, uh, animation teams and everything, mm -hmm. they change, that is really cool. You have different leads, you have uh, different uh, teammates. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how big would an animation team be and how would you divide each um, other? We were in groups of, Six, um, eight to ten mm -hmm. with one lead and later there you had like uh, one senior or two some mid animators and some juniors mm -hmm. but it, is it just like based on the location where you are in the building or are you separated into specific tasks animators or? we are separated and the rest of the people there in, in another part you know yeah. all the animation team we are together yeah. mm -hmm. but it's uh, like you guys are animating the the animals or you guys are no no, it, no it's like one one project 
Yeah. Like uh, the film, one film is everybody's together because mm -hmm. we, I mean, otherwise it was going to be a lack of communication there. Mm. So, but if there are like some projects at the same time, there's some, uh, there we can be separated. It was not a problem. Yeah. 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 So to go back to actually this uh, presentation that we had in, uh, in the university, just to wrap it up in the end, we had a, a little Q and A. As Hjalti was saying, it was uh, it was really fun. We gave out some dweebs posters because really, we just you know brought them over, and then people were very uh, happy and un not expecting that. And then also the university, like this club, they have a library. Yeah, and uh, it's just you know a, 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 a collection of books and texts and uh, publications about uh, animation on any level, like mm. uh, you know more on the artistic side, also technical papers books, magazines, and they get a lot of donations too, like from, you know, studios that just don't have space anymore. Mm. And they just have this, you know, bunch of books and they give it to them. And uh, and so we gave them a copy of the uh, Art of uh, Blender Open Movies book and they were very, very excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Because uh, one of the people of this club was really like the librarian, like she was really in charge of this of these things. I was like, <laughs> "We have a thing for you." And she was like, oh my God. So it was, uh, uh, it was really, it was really fun. And I'm mentioning the book also because uh, we recently um, managed to uh, have it published and have it available on Amazon.com, which for uh, Americans, uh, people based in the USA for the moment, especially, it's uh, very cool and it's very big news because it's the first time we actually distribute one of our store products via Amazon. And, uh, and you basically get all the advantages of Amazon. So very fast delivery. If there is any problem with the product, you can ship it back and they all deal that and you they deal directly uh, with you on that. Mm. And before to order something from our store, which is based in the Netherlands, it would take several you know days or weeks before you get the product and it's hard to track it. And now with Amazon, you actually get all those benefits and uh, basically for the same price. So act quickly. There's limited supply. <laughs> <or> <laughs> no, it's seems just like, like a great, Christmas present, right? We, we, yeah, it yeah. Is. we are trying to get that up, like to get a little bit of a campaign going before Christmas because we think, yes, it is a very nice gift if you didn't get if you didn't get one already. And uh, yeah, so we are starting to spread the word now because we, we have this uh, online for a week or so. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, yeah, it was quite an experience to become an Amazon seller, like yeah. especially based in the US since we are not uh, necessarily a US company. <laughs> and so shipping goods, and everything it's like quite an interesting story but uh, yeah I mean the bottom line is that you can actually find the book so if you go on amazon.com and search <coughs> out the blender open movies you can actually find the book so also uh, if you're Jewish you can like split it up into little chapters <laughs> and then for each day of Hanukkah you can like put it into the thing <laughs> it's and it's gonna good. be great yeah, yeah. yeah do you have seven chapters more than seven I mean, more than so like the last day will have go. like a chunk <laughs> at the end nice yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. We're always thinking about the marketing. It's yeah. a problem to get it back together in the end again. But yeah. Well, it'll come with, uh, maybe you can like order on Amazon also some glue, you know, just in the way, you know, so it's <laughs> kind of part of the package. Yeah. So, yes. yeah, so that was uh, actually about the book. Um, I mean, okay, we we are now back here actually. Well, after that, uh, after the you know San Jose uh, presentation, we've been uh, going around and visiting friends, but mm -hmm. we basically came back to reality here. So after being in uh, LA on Thanksgiving with the 30 degrees, we came back here <laughs> to the Netherlands with uh, the rain. Beautiful, uh, weather. beautiful, uh, yes, beautiful. So, so. And, but yeah. of course, it was great to be back because we are back on the spring production. Yeah. And uh, I would like to ask Andy. Hello. How is the spring production going? 
Um, it's uh, are you still the director of the movie? I I, I guess sometimes <laughs> it's hard because I'm also modeling stuff and I'm also kind of uh, giving feedback about art decisions and that kind of stuff because uh, David can't be here, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's um, no, it's going great. I mean, especially now that everyone is back and like it's really kicking all into gear. We have you, Publico. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. so so we, we are starting. That's our nickname for you now. Yeah. yeah. Publico. Yeah. Publico. There's two Pablo, so yeah. yeah. We have to decide. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's still room for you to make a decision on a cooler nickname. You, you can, can choose grow anything. Up and be the Pablo. You just have to fight. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. I think I can get him out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so now, now production cycles are more and more like gearing into place. And it's, it's, it's feeling, it's starting to feel like a real thing. Mm. Like for months, it's been this kind of, pet project of mine and then people like give feedback every once in a while uh, yeah now no, it's kind of getting there um, so yeah while you guys were gone I, I was working on like a little I was well first we we finished the application for the Dutch Film Fund which was a bit of a, a hassle to get everything together I mean Ton did most of the work but I had to finish a script for that and then uh, um, put the storyboards together which were I mean, really rushed just because um, David started making these beautiful storyboard sequences in the middle of the film. And I all, all I did was just scribbling on post-its. Mm-hmm. So um, I was trying to, you know, make everything into a neat little package in the end by just like kind of following his process. But of course, I can't draw <laughs> really. So. You so can draw as good. You can draw. <laughs> I can yeah. figures and stuff. I can use a graphics tablet and stuff. You're also annoyingly humble. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was trying to put everything together, and 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 then of course you have something, but it's not like like anything like you you imagine the film to be, and that was always kind of frustrating. So um, shortly after that, I went uh, and. I kind of converted the whole beginning into a blender grease pencil. Mm-hmm. Um, also because like uh, uh, getting feedback about the story and uh, talking with everyone else, I, I was starting to have all these great ideas, but of course I couldn't keep up kind of implementing them because I, I wasn't fast enough. So then I, uh, I switched to uh, sort of a 2.5 D approach in, in blender with grease pencil. And then like some scenes were 3d, some t- uh, scenes were uh, 2d. And uh, yeah, and that was last week, basically uh, three days. I was uh, actually able to sit down and uh, plot out uh, four, the four main scenes or sequences in the beginning, uh, which is the equivalent to like three minutes of film, which was well, it was kind of fun to see everything playing out. And now, um, now it's great to have like even more feedback on that. So. Um, um, I'm still tweaking the script and kind of uh, like going over it with you, you guys to see how like, uh, because there's definitely things that we can improve so far, especially with the character motivation mm. and all that kind of stuff. It was all, all very bare bones in, in the beginning and I never really had the, the chance to, to dive into it. So um, yeah, that's what's happening right now. And Shelti uh, started... Uh, yeah, the, 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 the layout. Yeah, yeah, just a layout rig for the girl for mm-hmm. spring. Um, it's it's complete except for facials, basically. So I just kind of 
decided that you know that's probably not the the most important thing right now. So I just kind of skimmed yeah. over it, and and I'm starting to rig the dog right now. She can smile. <laughs> she uh, she has. Yeah, what are you talking <clears throat> about? It was perfect. She, uh, yeah, because there's like automatic like weights going kind on of in a these. Benedict Cumberbatch smile. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't see that before, but now I can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's like this awkward, weird ass smile that she. Oh yeah, yeah. Francesco's acting it out. Yeah, yeah that's how it is. Oh, <laughs> just make, oh, make no, sure you, it doesn't stay down. Yeah, 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 your yeah, face sure. is gonna get yes, stuck. Yes. Really? No, stop it. Really. <laughs> <laughs> How do you mean? So, and the idea is that uh, with with layout, we can kind of play to our strengths, which which is doing Blender stuff. Yeah. So, um, and then really trying out to get uh, the the inter interaction between the two main characters, Spring yeah. and her dog Autumn, to to work. Yeah, we we want to try to flesh it out um, a little bit more in 3D than in sketch form. However, we want to treat the 3D as yeah. kind of a sketch form. So it's going to be like this really rough layout. Using, really fast. Yeah, using just kind of primitives and then as few bones as possible in the rigs. Yeah. So only maybe eight bones or something, just kind of the main ones. But I mean, it has some disadvantages over working with storyboards as in it's not that fast. Yeah. But at the same time, we gain uh, enormous insight of how we need to construct sets in order to get shots done. Uh, how far characters travel within a shot or within a set, how yeah. the spatial re relationships are and how exactly the, the camera positions are and how that works in an edit. So that's like, I think there's more upsides to it than downsides. Yeah, totally. So yeah, super exciting. Mm -hmm. Speaking of super exciting, this just in. Whoa. Uh, the Agent 327 short film has won Best Animation in the North American Film Award. Wow! What? Congratulations, Colin. No! <laughs> <laughs> and Kelty, of you course. You bastards! <laughs> Don't cry. Yay! Yeah. I wonder who submits all these shorts to the, those festivals. They submit what a it's job. Some random Italian. And some, yeah. nothing. It's just funny because basically we have been postponing this thing of submitting the agent to festivals way too long. And it's always like, I mean... For the few festivals we submitted, we've been either selected or even won. So it's been great. It's just that, except for Animaco. <laughs> well, that's okay. We we got we got that we got Cosmos there. So okay, can't okay. have everything. But uh, you know, um, so this is actually something that we postpone, and I always postpone. And then, like, finally, now I got around to do a bunch of applications, and uh, and hopefully they turn out to be something. But it's like, man, why does it have to be such a big deal? And and, and <sighs> yeah, so. I'm glad it's done now and Good hopefully job. we will hear fr yeah. from more um, festivals in the future. Well, you know that um, back in the day, like 15 years ago, somebody listening to you saying these words now, they're like, oh, give me a break. Because back in the day, you had to physically mail a DVD copy of this yeah. thing. We have VHS. I have, I have, no, 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 that's too far, too far. So <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have done that. At for, least making a VHS tape is, is pretty straightforward. Yeah. They just press record on the VHS player, but for making a DVD, uh, yeah, you got to make the menu and you got to, you know, it. Like, Whoa. There needs we, to be a we, we did of... it actually for, uh, I think, NSC. We've done yeah. it with a couple yeah. of movies, actually, send the DVD in the mail. And I think for NSC, still, well, maybe not, maybe now it's online, but I remember yeah. until like a couple of years ago. And you had to make a DVD. I think even for Cosmos, we tried. And yeah, and then, yeah, and then making DCPs, which is 
Like yeah. you guys are still making it, but now everything is so much online. That hey, it's so works. great. Like uh, now the screeners, you can just send them a Dropbox link, the YouTube video. Like they understand that people publish things online and that's great to see because yeah. they don't have that much of a prejudice and it's, uh, you know, thanks to platform, like online submission platform, you just uh, register the movie there once and then, yeah, it's still, you can still feel how much of a business it is. Like every, you know, festival goes from 10 to 50 to 80 euros to apply. So you can imagine mm. the amount of money that these festivals are making yeah recently we submitted to the webbies as well who knows if that's gonna work out but the webbies are so mm -hmm. far the most expensive oh. uh, thing <laughs> and it's like the way the webbies are designed is that you have these different uh, categories where you can apply so you say there are hundreds and hundreds of options and dozens and dozens of sections so we applied for it of course for you know animated film is one of the mm. categories and then within that you can choose like what category is it like is it animation is it like cultural uh, you know culturally valuable yeah. uh, animation is it advertising is it like a short film Man, because it can be animation in general without yeah. being a short or a feature or anything like short film is just an extra category and choosing each one of these categories has it's a like cost. Five yeah. euros extra. It's like 50, yeah. 80 it's euros really extra. Up, yeah, yeah. You, you get up to oh. 500, 1,000 euros, like nothing. And you're like, like nothing. Uh, no, take you, the cheese out, take the, <laughs> the cheese yeah, out. Yeah. I was like, okay, before I didn't really understand exactly the thing. So I was like, okay, well, this, 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 this. I mean, this gives you, you know, I, I was trying to think what our movie would cover, not even like what maximizes our chance of winning, just yeah. like, okay, it's this, but it's also this, and it's also this. And then I realized that it was like total, a very like big number. A thousand so I was like, euros. Yeah, no, no, uncheck, uncheck this. <laughs> you just wanted to do your own category I was to like, win? No, it'd be the only one who's going to be. It's like, that what thing. is the yeah. one category that represents us best? It was a tough decision. Anyway, so that's, uh, uh, you, it really felt like, man, these, these Webby Awards are quite- It's like uh, a scam almost when they push it that far. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's their business. They give you a big Thinking shiny. like this, you're never going to win anything. <clears throat> no, yeah, I know. No, if they just quote award. me on this, yeah. like, <laughs> but you know, like uh, Cosmos Laundromat was uh, nominated. It was, uh, uh, it, it was like up in the last four, and yeah. and it was like in the top of the like the voting was public, and until the very last day, it was like first uh, in the rank, and then yeah. in the last day. One other, it was, it was, but it was in the suicide prevention category. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a big burn because we were yeah. almost like, oh man, we got it, but no. so close. So yeah, this is the festivals, and um, I guess we will keep seeing uh, spring. Uh, content appear on the cloud. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I've seen uh, Julian has been doing fantastic work and sharing his assets. Yeah, uh, Julian is uh, doing like all the <laughs> work so far. <laughs> I mean, now, now that you are here, Shati, like I'm gonna like, do some lifting also, yeah, <laughs> and and hopefully I'm gonna be doing something as well. It's yeah, just, yeah, it's just so weird that like if you're uh, if you have to make sure that if you have to steer the engine but you can't fix it anymore, it's just you have to. Mm -hmm. rely on other people to yeah of course yeah gets very hard I remember 10 years ago by the way just brought up a memory my first ever animated little thing that is total piece of crap is still there on YouTube yeah it's like didn't know anything about animation when I did it so like you look at it and it's like Ugh. anyway I got a after after kind of putting it on YouTube half a year later maybe I got a little uh, message from some guy, some people in India that had their own little animation festival going on and they're like can you send us the thing free of charge? Like there's no admission charge at all. Like we really want to, you know, put it there as a nomination when or whatever. When did this happen? 
Where? What? When? When? Uh, ten years ago. Ah, like that happened. Ten years ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I no. thought somebody reached out about that film now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> that would be funny though. You no, I would. was like, hey guys, uh, yeah. what about you check yeah, this out? I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, continue. Anyway, so uh, I was like, oh, I'm an, I'm honored, but also it's just so funny because it's like, you know, is this some brand? I knew at the time also that like this isn't that good. But, you know, it's like a tiny little thing. And it's in India. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm in Iceland. Like, it's, the, it's yeah, so far away. It's going to be very funny. And they wanted me to send a picture also of me. What do I look like? You know, the thing. I was like, oh, it's so funny. So I took a picture of me being drunk. So I was kind of, you know, I looked kind of cute, but I was very right. drunk. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I, you know, burned a little DVD copy of it. I had a little in a little case, you know, DVD case. And I put it all together. You know, it took actually some time to do it. But then I got it all together, put it in an envelope. And then I was like, you know, here's the address, you know, I was at the post office and they're like, yep, that'll be uh, 50 something euros. <laughs> like, <pfft>, what? <laughs> what? And I ended up, man, you like it was so not it. worth it, but I just did it. Uh, I was like, you know what? Like I've come this far yeah. and it's like, it's the moment to, uh, yeah, it's like absurd amount of money. Wow. Absurd for what I'm getting out of this, which is nothing. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I did not win. And <laughs> I saw the thing that won. Oh, it's not, it wasn't good at all. Uh, okay. So, you know, interesting little tidbit. Anyway, speaking of tidbits, uh, Dweebs <laughs> got reviewed by CG Cookie and it's now online. Ah, uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, free for all. I watched it. it was yeah. Fun. Yeah. I, I watched it late. In the evening, I was laughing my ass off the entire time. It was so funny. It was so endearing. It was uh, it was way too positive. Yeah, way course. too positive. Way too positive. Kent, you got to step it up. You know, you got to <laughs> punch us a little bit. <laughs> Next one's um, going to be open stream, right? Okay. Tone down the punches a little bit. <laughs> no. Uh, it was, I thought it was really cool that, um, you know, because they seem to like everything, but they also kind of zoomed in on, you know, the swing, the swings in the background. And they were like talking about, wow, though, you know, because that's what Andy, Andy, for example, like made them swing a little bit in the, in the wind. And it's a detail that you wouldn't notice unless you start thinking about it. And it's like, ah, oh, because it adds all, everything adds up. Yeah. And I'm really happy details. they picked up on the details. Yeah. All great. the love that went into every pixel. Yeah. Every particle. Yeah. Every, every pixel that got uh, denoised. Every yeah. <laughs> that yeah. And uh, speaking of that, the, Stereoscopic version is it coming soon? Yeah, we should uh, we should publish that. Uh, yeah, very very soon. We just haven't published it because we went to CTN and all yeah. that stuff, so kind of things got in the way. So yeah. that's mind-boggling stereo oh, 8K. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. mind-boggling. It's like yeah. 16K. Your, your in eyes your are going to uh, melt. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, for whoever is going to be able to watch it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nowadays, uh, stereo 3D is very tough. And actually, like when we were in uh, when we were in the states, we yeah. went to see a movie in the cinema, and we noticed that over there the stereo is already is gone. It's fading away. Mm -hmm. So really? here is only a matter of time. Like I think mm -hmm. in one year or so. It will be possible to watch movies in uh, mono again, Yay! full brightness, Yay! yeah, and, with uh, proper colors and everything. Yeah. yeah, so that was very interesting to see that they're they are already like you know if ninety eighty well, percent of the movies they screen like the big movies they just screen them in uh, in mono, yeah, and then there is uh, the the extra charge is quite big for stereo and that's really like one or two screenings per day. And it's that's just it. not worth it. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's the evolution. That's where it's going. Yeah. And uh, then but, finally, yeah. But 10K is going to be big soon. Yeah. Very big. Yeah, that's also like... <laughs> <sort of> uh. <laughs> HDR 
it's also going to be big, uh, probably more likely more, before 8K is going to be 4K HDR. That's doable. Yeah. But like but 8K HDR, for example, is not going to come in a very long time. But is that going to be working for projections? HDR? Because HDR? I mean, yeah, there projections are, are already kind of HDR. Yeah, I think it's especially for, you know, mobile. And uh, that's like the biggest market right now yeah. that has HDR monitors. And uh, and then there will be actually, you know, TVs that are starting to be there thanks to the OLED and, uh, and those technologies. And uh, after that, computer monitors. It's slowly picking up, but I see that taking place before the 8K even happens. So mm. I, I, I think that's very interesting trend to keep an eye on, especially with the new mobile phones. You can get such incredible images that, yeah, is worth, is worth looking into it. Um, before uh, we actually talk about our final topic, mm -hmm. we, are, we are approaching the end, but we have one big topic to discuss. Whoa. Uh, but I don't there, remember. There is... Uh, uh, oh, I know now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just realized. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but I just wanted to mention that, of course, there is one more project that is happening right now, an open movie that is on the cloud, which is Hero. Hero. And so just, Hero. Uh, <laughs> just uh, remember to check that out. Uh, recently, uh, Danielle and the team, they published the animatic for the film uh, that was shown during the Blender conference. Uh, and there is uh, a blog post coming about the latest uh, Grease Pencil development that they are doing. And uh, they regularly publish updates, artwork and videos. And now they're going to more regularly publish actual edits of the film. So stay tuned because they are they are getting there. And it's really, really cool to yeah, see the amount so of work awesome. they're doing. Yeah. And the uh, Grease Pencil branch will be merged in 2.8. Like there are still some updates that are happening outside. And they, they are trying to get that really, you know, official. And that's very good for Blender. So mm -hmm. it's very exciting to see and uh, keep an eye on here. And uh, that being said, I suggest that we move to our ultimate, ultimate topic. And, and final we finally topic. watched Olaf's Frozen, Frozen Adventure. So yeah, good, it's amazing. <laughs> so we watched Coco, and before Coco, there was this legendary short film, this infamous film that everybody was, talk about. Oh yeah, on on the Twitter sphere. I mean, everybody's talking about more this about thing. that than Coco. No, actually, Coco yeah. got like okay. So the way we're gonna do this, yep. I don't know if you're here when we were discussing it. So we do a little uh, intro part where you know we mm -hmm. can talk about the film. I, I'm pretty sure that for Olaf, we can you know talk about it extensively yep. mm -hmm. without like ranting too much about. You're it. talking about Coco. <laughs> Talking about both. Oh, both. Okay, and, okay. Uh, but then... It's the same film, right? Then... Oh. <laughs> so hard. Now that I think about it. We are going to move uh, in the last final bit of the podcast into the spoiler zone. If we want mm. to ever... You know, you remember like we did back yeah, in the days? you're right, yeah, you're right. So we're yeah. going to have a spoiler zone in okay. the end where we can actually say the things yeah. and then we wrap it up. Okay. So now it's the spoilers free area. So yeah, don't spoiler be free, afraid. Spoiler free. Just so control so. yourself. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Taming. Okay. Yeah, just saying it for everybody. Spoiler free for Olaf also. We we can just go over Olaf and get it done with. I think Olaf. We're not going to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't yeah, think. Don't spoil yeah. too much, Olaf. Eh? Yeah. 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 Okay. So tell me your thoughts. My about thoughts about Olaf. Yes. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Why was this made? <laughs> Why? It's like the pure fire Why, and burn. Yeah. So okay. what I I think happened <laughs> is that there's some like somebody had I, an idea that in pitch form sound sounded good, like sounded like something you can work on and take it further. And then as it was taken further in every step, I'm imagining some executives coming in and being like, hey, remember that character from Frozen? Why isn't that character in there? 
Uh-huh. We're like, oh, okay, I guess we got to shove that character in there. But then, hey, what about that other character? And then, you know, this is what I think happened is that they just tried to shove everything in there. So a film that should have been, it's like maybe six minutes long and, and try to keep it very succinct. It, this was 20 minutes and it felt bloated. It felt weird. And it's not the animation is particularly bad or like, it's the just, animation was really good. I yeah, yeah, the animation is fine. Songs. Yeah, but it's <laughs> songs. My, it's okay. Yeah, like and then hey, why not have more songs? Yeah. It's like all right, let's like, like I, shove in a minute here I, and a minute there and like every thirty seconds a song. Yeah, and yeah. every time there's a song, you just feel yourself rolling those eyes. Like why talking. is this like, a song? And I I love songs and I love music in movies and in animation, especially like even even Frozen itself. Like I watched it and it was uh, I mean. Okay, it's not, you know, they made the other movies that I like better, but... Uh, in Better this, integration of songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Where the songs actually drive the story forward. Yeah, yeah. like, well, yeah, exactly. But in this movie, basically, they they really don't give you a break. So they say, like, three lines after the uh, there, there's this little moment of exposure that they start explaining, okay, so what, what is happening. Yeah, and, and, then, and then, yeah, they start singing, basically. Yeah. Like, just right there. And uh, it doesn't really help a lot. It's just like, oh, why are you like? Yeah, <laughs> I could, I could imagine Hjalti like closing mm. his eyes. Hjalti's I think I had some problems also with the staging of the songs. Now that I, that I think about it, because like in Germany we have these really horrible folk music TV shows, and it really felt like that because people just talking into the camera and then they start singing or so for for a bit out of. For no reason, but they still like sing into the camera, and they're yeah. like there for you, singing a song. It didn't really feel like a, a whole a story where yeah. things happen, and then of course they start singing, and it kind of integrates into the whole thing. It it just was like this big show presentation. Yeah. TM yeah. copyright, less something, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and there was definitely. I, I will say, you know, I'm, I'm trying to look at the, the the negative and the positive of this thing. Uh, where there was something positive, like there were a couple of jokes that I could tell, like they had a lot of potential. And they, if, if I had just seen that one joke, it would have actually been really funny, like with the, with the proper setup. But um, it got interwoven with all these other things that weren't that good and like mm. went on for too long and just f- fell flat. So even the kind of jokes that were good, it just didn't feel that great because they, yeah. they were being dragged down by, by everything else. I kind of felt that Olaf, the 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 main character, I guess, yeah. he's the main character, right? Yeah, in, of, I mean, in this one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's he kind of saves the show for me because he's just so overwhelmingly, <laughs> not even overwhelming, but like in your face, positive about everything that yeah. you kind of like. You have to smile, even though yeah. it's painful. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like how to say that he, Olaf has some good moments. Yeah, but yeah. It's like yeah. really a big uh, mess that you cannot yeah. enjoy. It's it's just, it's a. I think it's really a shame because there's a lot of potential there. I mean, I'm not like fra- a Frozen fan number one at all, but like I still I can relate to some of these characters, and I think there's potential for comedy and all that stuff. But man, like if this thing had got trimmed down to maybe like five minutes, and you just yeah. trimmed on all these excess characters and just try mm-hmm. to kind of stay on point. Then, and then like try to embellish like all the different jokes that were like the good jokes that were there they could have been yeah. like placed into that kind of those five or six minutes maybe 
it would have been fine. Yeah. I think the core message of the film still works. Yeah, it sense. it felt a bit forced, of course, but that's like that's the one thing, and you can yeah. make it four minutes, and then it doesn't feel yeah, yeah, really yeah. Totally, totally forced anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I have one remark, like in particular, if I I was just thinking about everything, everything. One of the moments that made me really question, like that, I really lost. Like during during the film, at some point, I was like, okay, you know, you give them all your positive, you know, all your positive attitude. I, I, you know, they make an effort. You see that it has production value. That it has everything. So I was like, okay, let's just follow it. Mm-hmm. But at some point, they put in cats. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. cats, right? They like yeah. at some point there are just some cats. Like cute kittens, very fluffy, even wearing like slippers, little, like furry little mittens. mittens. Yeah, yeah. And that for me was basically the end because like that was really yeah. un, uncalled for. I was like, who decided to put cats in it, the movie? I'll, like, I'll like tell that, you. That, that looked like somebody decided to put, they were like, and we need to have cats, and they put them there. Like, and uh, top ten more uh, cute things. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, internet. I know, I know. No, I'll, I'll tell you definitely what it felt like to me. I, I remember that moment, and you know, it, it came up like two times or something. I yeah. remember, but even it, in the end, yeah, 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 three times, I think. Yeah. So, so it, it it felt like um, because they kept shoving in all these different scenes with all all these different characters, they couldn't stitch some of them together. So there needed to be something that makes you go, ah, oh, and like distracts you into the next one. <laughs> and it's like, like a magic trick. Yeah, exactly. So like, let's put super cute kittens and then kind of transitioned because you got distracted by the cuteness or something. Yeah, I don't know. It really felt like those cats even didn't really belong to the, to the same world. To yeah. Me. yeah. Like yeah. their the design, like it was not the same production designer from Frozen, I think. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm totally wrong, yeah, but... It really, to me, it just felt like somebody said kittens, and it became true, and yeah. that, that was it. So for me, that was the lowest, uh, the lowest point in the in the thing. Yeah. Um, but after this uh, twenty-minute roller coaster of emotion, uh, the actual movie started. Yeah, and then we have the Coco. real, the yeah. real roller coaster. Yeah, yeah. Of yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so this is the spoiler-free thing. Yes, yeah, um, spoiler-free. Yes. I'm just gonna say, like Coco, on every level, on the spoiler-free level. It's it, it works and it's great. It's like on it's like an emotional roller coaster that that I from the minute it started, you know, you have to kind of buy into the world a little bit. But really, like that was a I, I was I bought into the world without thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. Really, yeah. like sometimes you with Ratatouille or whatever, like you have to kind of it has to explain a little bit and you have to have these conceits. Like, uh, oh, the rats can kind of talk, but they can also do this. And then, you know, he, he can control a human being by pulling the hair, you know, so there's like these conceits. And this one, it, it just never uh, occurred to me that there was a conceit going on. You just kind of long for the ride. Uh, even though when you think back, it's like, whoa, that was kind of great. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. really, it worked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The look, from, look of it also from amazing. the very beginning with the you know Mexican themed uh, yeah. uh, Disney introduction. Yeah. Now when you see the castle, like behind the castle, they put like the actual you know cemetery. There is like you know it's it's a story that you know talks about the Dia de los Muertos. So of course there is like you know dead people and cemeteries involved. So it's like already from the very very first second, it already starts with the right note with the right music. Yeah, and uh, and this is really one of those movies that is driven by music in the most uh, sensible and intelligent ways you can possibly imagine. There is one theme song, Remember Me, that, uh, you know, is 
people talk about it, it's no secret, but this song appears several times over the film mm-hmm. and uh, it really drives, uh, really drives the movie forward. And it's so great to see how they do it. Like it's like yeah. really Pixar showing how you put music into a film because it's a film about music. So of course, yeah, it's, but it's, it's, it's a film about music, but it's not a musical. Yeah, like no, it really is not a musical, but, but the, the interesting part also is that when this song gets introduced into a scene, it's like, uh, yeah, pretty much every single time it gets introduced, there's another angle to it. So, because in that scene, it's being performed by somebody else and they have another way of tackling that song, whether it's in a funny way or a more sincere way or whatever. So you, you get like, you get this familiarity with this one song, but even, uh, but every time it feels fresh. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's totally cool. different. yeah every time it's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Pablo, what do you think? I think it's awesome. All right, I, cool. really like <laughs> <laughs> I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any no, spoiler-free notes, Andy? From um, you? Spoiler-free. Well, no. I mean, it was it was so superbly done for me that I think I can't I can't say any like this could have been better or this could have been better. It's just like the effort just totally shows on on the screen. It must have been like really tough. Mm. And uh, what what struck me for this one was that, um, I mean, Pixar movies are, were always visually like amazing and so on. But this is the first one where they, they did like massive, massive crowds with uh, like so many, so many background characters, mm. so many different background characters that like after like observing what they did over the years, you know, all the struggle in The Incredibles, getting background, like the Universal uh, Universal Men characters and <laughs> so getting the background characters to work uh, up to this one uh, is really, is, is yeah, really Yeah, they nail it. Yeah, it's yeah. like full circle and can just the, the production value, the costumes and everything, it's so well done. It's so funny you mentioned that because when I think back on The Incredibles, that city felt really empty. Yeah. But it, if, of course, that's not the point. I mean, you, you you still go along for the story and all that. But man, like that, it felt empty enough that it was a little, mm. it could have been filled a little they, bit more. They, if it, they were on holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Hey. <laughs> to me, that always felt like that's the one, I mean, okay, that's, that's one of the shortcomings with Pixar films. Like they yeah. put a lot of emphasis on the story that you don't need to have massive crowds. And mm. in that time, there was like Shrek, one and two without had these massive extras yeah. and everything. To be honest, I think so. In, I was just thinking like reviewing all the films in the past because like for Nemo, they have lots of crowds, but they're not people. Yeah. So that's yeah. uh, that's different. Yeah, but still, uh, that's, in yeah. Brave, I think that's the mm. first film where they, yeah. because Toy Story, yeah. Toy Story 2 and 3, like they have, but indeed like it, you can really cheat a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and instead, like Brave, I think is the first film where you really see crowds yeah. of yeah. Uh, of people because Toy Story, uh, Brave was after before Toy Story three, right? Yeah. So in Toy and Story three, they also have crowds of children, lots of children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is like it's like Zootopia level, basically. Yeah, yeah. So if you've seen Zootopia, that was also the thing that struck me the most when 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 we watch it, Zootopia, uh, the the density, the depth of the world, and the detail, and all these different scales. And in this film, you feel the same. Yeah. You really feel like yeah. you can just go in and get just, lost. The, the depth of every every frame. Yeah, yeah. I think the great. last last kind of crowd thing that we saw from them was Monsters University. Oh, that's there were right. a lot of crowd yeah. scenes there. Yeah. yeah, true. So they do, but it's just like in this case because it was really about the world itself. Yeah. Then they really they were not afraid to show it off, and uh, and it was awesome. Yeah. 
So, Amazing. so we're going into the spoiler. I would say so because okay. uh, it's gonna be time. To I don't remember how we do it. Do I do my thing here? The outro? No, that's like for the end. No, we just go like we announce. Yeah. We are here by enter the spoiler zone. Yep. So if you have not seen Sorcerer, please. Uh, thank no, you very much for the spoiler door following opening. us. Okay. And yeah, still open. Keep it open and just talk. Keep it open. Still talking to the. Okay. <laughs> but then, like, it's gonna close at some point. Yeah, they're I know, gonna I be know. on the outside. We're gonna be on the inside. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, if you wanna, you know, yeah. hear us spoil the movie, come in. Otherwise, go watch the movie and then come in. Okay. So We're walking. Thank you very much. Walking into yeah, the thing. Going You're on the outside right now. See you later. You, the listener. Okay. You're on the outside. Yes. We're on the inside. Close the door. That was me breaking my neck okay. on, on the way in. We are not <laughs> in the no, We're in the spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Zone, zone, zone. I mean, I don't want to spoil it too much, but like, I just want to say <laughs> one, one thing. No, still. Yeah. Like for me, it was when the when the boy was playing the guitar, <sighs> that shot. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I have to pick anything, yeah. like that was the first moment in the movie when I was like, and this is my so, hands hitting my, well, my he, face. Like just this. so I know which one. Do, are you talking about him in the tomb? Like, vroom, or no, no, no. Like no, when he is in the, with the TV watching his uh, supposed just to be grandfather. Yeah. Ah, yes, yeah, when, before when, that. Yeah. When they show how he plays. And that's the first yeah. time we actually see him play by himself yeah. with this made up guitar with yeah. all the, the nails. And I imagine the pain in the hand that you <laughs> <laughs> to play that thing. Yeah. And that was like, I think. I think the best animation I've ever yeah. seen. It was to me. so endearing. The best acting. Yeah. yeah. Because and there's that copycat effect of a small child copying an adult, which is so endearing. Mm-hmm. And seeing seeing him like just finish up that little drawing on the guitar where the little tooth is a little bit different color, that one tooth. And then this scene lingers, like where he's like really following those mm-hmm. notes. It you know, it could have been just this one shot, two shots, but it kind of lingers for four minutes or something it's, mm. it's awesome it's good yeah just the the i when i saw that just the 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 volume of shading in his face and the subtle specularity of his skin and his eyes like the, the reflection mm. of his and his one screen. dimple uh, yeah, okay. the, yeah. <laughs> and and just the hair and everything yeah. like yeah, it's too good. <laughs> it was so yeah. appealing. Like, because, you know, it was not beautiful computer graphics for the sake of it. It was just mm. like, you're like, oh my God, this is so good. Like, yeah. and and we afterwards we were talking about the character design, for example, of yep. the boy itself. It's like, spot on. It's, yeah. it's a caricature, but it never feels too pushed yeah, in one flawed, way or the other. It has the, 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 the teeth going, you know. It's a little crooked teeth. Yeah, it's a bit asymmetric. The yeah. hair is a bit scruffy and, yeah. you know. yeah. I'm like if there was one thing about the character design that I uh, uh, didn't quite connect to immediately mm. was um, the 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 grandmother and mm. like all the the old mm. women with the big faces like they had these big angular faces yeah. which were great in like in 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 uh, wide shots mm. to, to see the silhouette of the character mm. but then if you have a, a a child character who is kind of small next to this big angular face which is also shaded very really realistically yeah mm. that was a i mean it was a bit hard to get used to that that's so interesting because mm. yeah. to me i could totally relate like when you get old like your face your face becomes like this mask mm-hmm. basically so they really look like living masks yeah. and it mm. reminded me of that my was... grandmother it was just like that's how they are because yeah. their, their yeah. face is flashy but because <laughs> they are not like stretching and moving it so much it just stays put yeah. and <laughs> that was it wasn't so much it was just purely with the outline the and the proportions okay. um, yeah. that was we can say that they don't uh, mexican uh, they don't age good uh, <laughs> oh snap <laughs> i mean in that world 
In that world, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Like the, the, yeah. the Coco, the, the grand, grand, grandma. I had to. With like, the hair in the chin. Everybody was controlling the. In the end, I really had, had to cry concentrate. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> so had to like, uh, think about the fridge, empty fridge or whatever. <laughs> I don't, know, like, don't cry, man. Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> so, so at the end, I mean, I'm crying at the end, definitely. Um, Did you? It's, wow. Right. <laughs> you know, um, as an orphan, you got to cry. You got to cry for anything. Yeah. But, but there's, there's also that other element because at the end, there's all these implications about, you know, what does it mean that she is forgetting the guy and he needs to get her to remember and all like, so there's a lot of layers going on there, but on a superficial level, just a visual of, um, her being so old and having so many wrinkles and so much experience going on in her face and him being so young and like she, he, he is this younger generation trying to reach out to the older generation that's about to go. And there was something very endearing about that just on a visual level, regardless of all the other layers going on. And, and you know why that worked so well? Why? Because uh, I was just <laughs> thinking about it, but I, I think... Because that's a tricky thing. Like when you try to relate someone that is older, you you maybe have a hard time buying that. Like, why would he talk to his, you know, 100 year old grandma? Why would he yeah. give a care? Yeah. And at the beginning of the film, they established that. And then they yeah. let the whole film pass by. But they really show, especially in the beginning, how connected yeah. they are, how much he unconditionally loves her, even if she yeah. doesn't really talk back because she's old. But you can really see... They show several scenes where you can see he genuinely loves her. And uh, over the course of the film, also there are a couple of episodes, but especially in the beginning, you 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 mm -hmm. have no problem buying that because it's just just there. It's just establishes yeah. the fact. And then in the end, they use that against you to make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> crushing. Yeah. Crushing. Yeah. So just, just that scene, because in the beginning, they yeah, it's true. They, they establish that they have a relationship, even though she can't really do anything. No, but she doesn't but do much anything, yeah, anything yeah. at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't do anything. But at yeah. the but at the at the beginning, yeah. there's this compilation going on, like this little montage of establishing that they have a relationship together, even though she's just there. Yeah. Like she's yes. just there, kind of barely looking at anything. Yeah. And he just showing that he is having so much fun. Yeah. Like yeah. by dressing her up as like a wrestler. A wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or like he's showing her like when I was young, I used to run like this. But now I'm running like this. And it's way faster. And you know, so he has no reaction at all. <laughs> yes. But he's having so much fun relaying this information. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. it's great. Because if you didn't have that, then yeah. maybe it wouldn't hit you as exactly. hard at the end. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I mean, we could talk about this for days. I Could, don't know. We, we should talk a little bit about the the very interesting design choices being made with the skeletons. Yeah, yeah. for me it was Absolutely. really yeah. beautiful world. And it was like totally worked. And uh, yeah, like you believe everything that happened there, like how like, all the colors and all the choices that they do, that yeah. they did, it was, it was cool. It was really artistic and really nice. Yeah, I mean, there's always that balance to strike with like, when you change something from totally real mm. to, you know, being super abstract, you're somewhere in the middle. But then even when you're in the middle, there's like these things that you have to decide what are the most important things, what are the priorities. So, um, for example, visually, they needed to go for that whole thing of like, uh, there's teeth, but then there's no lips. But then if they always talk with no lips, you know, it kind of starts looking weird because it always looks like everybody's kind of smiling but that like weird skeleton smile mm -hmm. so they mm -hmm. just made that artistic choice that we're gonna have them have lips but the lips are just kind of part of the skeleton 
or the skull, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, but then like the behind where the jaw is, it's the jaw actually fills up and it becomes kind of part of the skull. And then in the back, it's just black. So there's no tongue. So they're like, there are all these choices there. There's no tongue. However, it's black. So the teeth can really show and you don't get distracted by what's behind the jaw. You know, every time you're talking, you just see a spine behind there. It's uh, kind of weird. Same thing for the eyes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like the there's, there's eyelids, but it's technically not eyelids because they don't put any specularity or anything. So it just feels like there's a shadow there that's kind of making it blink. It works. Yeah. And uh, one thing that I uh, specifically noticed for the uh, for the eyebrows and the areas around the eyes, because yeah. usually, like I mean, they had the hard time uh, making something solid appear fleshy, even though it is not fleshy. <laughs> and uh, for for some reason, I all like always when you know when they make a rock monster or something like that, it always like the area around the eyes is kind of where the the the, the weight distribution is kind of off. Mm. I didn't feel that this time. It was really, it felt flashy in the right bits and solid in, in the right I bits. I think also it helps mm. like the designs because almost all the times they, they had like eyebrows, but they were like kind of... Uh, Drawings like tattooing, uh, mm, you know, like yeah, the art, decorations yeah, the going decoration on. Decoration on yeah. the schools that help a lot. They were using also like a beard. Uh, they were using like, uh, yeah. yeah, they were emphasizing emphasizing some sounds that they were uh, was was good. Yeah. yeah, it was a good choice. Yeah, and they have glasses. So the, yeah, gla exactly. A couple, so, a couple of them are glasses. So they had to have those characteristics because otherwise it gets kind of hard. Them, yeah. And you could tell that when the guy is dressing up like Frida. And you, you know, I mean, we established that thing and then we like find it funny and all that. We get to know him, but you could see that there was a meeting at one point at Pixar where he needs to dress up as Frida to get into the party. And like, there's a moment when, you know, he gets in, but then the eyebrow starts falling off and he puts it back on yeah. because, you know, it's like to just make sure everybody gets it. He's yeah. not Frida right yeah. now because yeah. I know Frida looks exactly like him right yeah. now. You know, yeah, they have the same body shape, and that doesn't yeah. help. Well, I mean, it helps, of course, for the purpose of the disguise. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. but yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. 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 The thing I was uh, with the picture and everything, I, I was not. You cannot imagine that is uh, the father who is the father because the body shape it doesn't look like him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the later I was like, but the body is not. One is thin, the other one. Yeah, well, they, they really cropped it here. So yeah. because they always show him, like yeah. from his waist up, you imagine his shoulders getting wider. But yeah. when they attach the picture, it's yes. like acceptable proportions. Yeah. Like yeah. It's a little bit buff, but yeah. like not yeah. so much. Yeah, I, I think I had just a bit of an issue with the fact that in that photo, uh, the, the grandfather, whatever, he's portrayed in this kind of white El Mariachi hmm. kind of thing going on. And that's exactly always this, it just looks exactly like the white El Mariachi outfit that the guy has, like the De La, uh, De La Cruz. Cruz, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there's, the connection is just so strong there that when they have their first little plot twist, it's like, wait, is that not, not obvious? But then they, when they have a second one, it means that that one hits harder, but it's like, it's not as ambiguous because it was like, when did we ever see the other guy in exactly that outfit? Yeah, I think we see it in like the flashback scene when mm. uh, when they are drinking and saying goodbye. I think that they're, they're wearing the same uh, outfit. They maybe? are they are wearing the same outfit. Uh, it's not that. Outfit, no, it's a different. But it has one. A similar cut and similar, like really looks similar, but it's not white. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So yeah. I think that this is a super nitpicky thing to <laughs> yeah. be pointing out. Yeah, I think out also like way. you be, you believe that the grandfather is 
know, like who you think that is a grandfather because at the beginning also the with these um, papers that they tell the story at the beginning, yeah, mm. the character is like uh, square yo and uh, all that things, you know. Yeah. So you don't believe that it's going to be the other, the other character. Yeah, yes. Yeah, they really put you on a yeah. false path there. Well, there's there's also just so he, you know, like there's this shrine to all the family members except for the one family member, and his you know head is cut off, and then he goes into his little secret room and he has a shrine to the one guy that is missing. That's also why it's like, yeah, of course, it, that's his grandfather. Why else would he be worshiping this guy? Oh, I so like I didn't think wow. because I thought worshiping these people or what putting other photos, you would only do it for your family members. Oh, so that's what. I, so when like there was this oh. mini twist of like he's my grandfather, I was like, what? Have you just been putting up a stranger? You know, yeah, like what? Is, he was a fan. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. it was just a. F I also just got it as a fan thing because okay, yeah. he had it in his yeah. yeah only was he he. Said in the movie that the, the fans they put like uh, a picture say, yeah. of him just because he's famous. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that came like a bit later, like when he was talking yeah, about the fans later. doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, just yeah, maybe I'm an idiot. Um, you know, no, no. both things could be true. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one other nitpicky thing, and this is super nitpicky, I already mentioned this to you guys, but there's this choice of like how you establish the world, and they established that. The skeletons, you know, like how does the skeleton world work? You know, it's kind of, you know, you can't just say it's magic because there's certain elements Rules. there. Like there's a, there's somebody that works at the ticket office or works at the customs and works at, you know, so there's like people that actually have jobs within the community. So, it, you know, you kind of get this sense that this is a fully functional community. Um, and there's, uh, there's this establishment of the offerings that the families give the skeletons. They're like, bottles of wine and little food and this and that. And they can kind of take it and they take like a ghost version of it, which is nice because then it's like, okay, of course, because otherwise, like, why do not, uh, why do these things not go missing, you know, to the real people? And then uh, later you see that everybody likes to drink some alcohol and actually eat some stuff, whatnot. But then there's this one joke about, we don't have any toilets here. And I just, I just felt like that it's a good joke. It's not great. But then that like made me immediately think, but you guys eat and you guys, you know, and it but just- But they're skeletons and they don't have- uh, Yeah, I know, I know. But that's that's also like taking it further. But instead they should have just not addressed it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, because they could have put any joke there, really. It was kind of just a placeholder thing. And if they just didn't address it, then you would have been suspended a little bit more in your little disbelief. Yeah, I didn't that. have a big issue with that, but I understand yeah. your concerns. It, this is a very nitpicky thing, by the way. Because I know you. Tiny little thing, yeah. You want everything to be consistent. <laughs> also, uh, in Star Trek episode <laughs> five, uh, okay, season okay. two, when he sure. presses the button, it's not the same button as Any in season four. Any final remarks, guys? Because I think it's time to wrap this up. Yeah, yeah I think uh, that's it. Honestly, just go see right. the movie. Yeah. If yeah. you if you made it this far, no, and if haven't the, seen the movie, and you've seen that, that makes no sense. <laughs> if you're listening to this, you've seen the movie. Yeah, yeah. Please. you should have said listening before. to this. Yeah, but still, just 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 checking. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, well, then uh, thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, Thank for you listening. Yes, Thank yeah. you. And uh, see you the next time. All right. Bye bye. See you. See you. You've been listening to the Blender Animation Studio podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Do you have a craving for one-upmanship? Steal somebody's thunder on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.